0: For people that don't know what a dead body smells like, most people, you smell it once and you'll never forget it. It's like if shit and vomit had a baby, kind <laughs> of like. From the smallest room in New York City. That's kind of like what it smells like a little
1: bit. comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A man in a black Adidas tracksuit strolled into a small Big Apple boutique. This Briefly with the lone store assistant before suddenly slicing off the tip of her nose. Surveillance video shows a character casually walking up to Stephanie's designs in Washington Heights, pausing to put his face against the window before walking inside. It's around 3.40 p.m. on Friday. With his hands in his pockets, uh, he asked the only staffer, 22-year-old Destiny Cabrera, who did not know the man, if she knew him. He asked me if I knew who he was, and I said no. Cabrera told Pix11, from her bed in Harlem Hospital, within seconds of chatting like a bolt of lightning, lunged over the register and slashed. Then he cut me and ran. Uh, The whole tip of my nose was completely detached, she said. The footage showed the man tripping as he fled the store and then running across the street sprinting west on 183rd Street, joining me now retired uh, NYPD officer. Michael Sullivan. Hey, Michael.
0: Hey, what's up? Pat You're retired, Dengue. right? Is that right? Yes. Okay. I retired back in August. How's that? Being on like the uh, the other side of uh, civilian life is very different. You
1: have become a criminal since.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Started my own uh, drug dealing ring, car wow. theft. It's so easy. You know how to not it's get so. Caught. It's so easy to get around everything now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's right, and 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 good for you. And you can park anywhere, right? That's yeah. What, Put my car hey, wherever look, I want. Um, Happy to have you on the show. You, you do your own podcast, and it's, uh, it's, it's also a crime podcast, right?
0: Uh, we do a little bit of everything. We have pop culture, politics, crime. It's called the uh, Crack House Podcast. All right. Uh, it's not the crack you normally think. It's the Gaelic word crack, C-R-A-I-C, which is just, you know, you go down to the bar and have a good crack. You just talk about everything, which is what we talk about on the show. We pretty much talk about everything and anything on the show. And uh, I do it with my buddy Chris. He's uh, he's not a cop, uh, but we grew up together back in Astoria. We've known each other for over forty years, wow. and we pretty much just uh, peruse the papers every week, look at the look at the big stories, and we talk about what's going on. Yeah, I like that. That's you know what
1: I'd like to have a show like that. Talking about well, crime well. is great, you know, but then like uh, every once in a while, you want to say, hey, yeah. look at this. Someone had a birthday, or <laughs> we kind of get off topic here a lot too. But this woman. Uh, Jesus, this is you know, this is this is certainly pretty bad. You know, this this reminds me why I don't like heights. You know, I don't like Washington Heights, I don't like Crown Heights. Uh, and uh, this could happen anywhere though. This was so sudden. I mean, obviously, uh, it probably helped that she was the only one there. Why I, I guess it's just a small boutique kind of a place. But uh, I, I've seen like random attack slashings, they usually happen on the subway and stuff. But I mean, walking into a store. You know, uh, it, it almost seems kind of personal.
0: Well, I mean, I've seen just in the last couple of years, it, it, it does. It seems like you have a lot more in the subway attacks. For some reason, uh, I found this true in my career. Crazy people love the subway. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Anytime you would go down, there, I was never a transit cop. You know, God bless those men and women. They have it tough. Like, you're in that confined area. Mm. You got uh, to the, just the smell of a train. Just the smell of the transit system. Think about your job eight hours every day is to smell all that. But for some reason, I mean, it keeps them out of the elements. A lot of them are homeless. There's a lot of mental issues coupled with drug addiction, Yeah. coupled with, you know, you have homeless people, uh, drug, alcohol addiction, yeah. pill addiction, recovering junkies, and you have this life down there. And sometimes they they come up topside and they need that money. They got to get money for that fix or they just want a quick ca- uh Cash grab... Or or not any of that or they're, stuff. Or they're just crazy. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just have crazy people out there that do crazy things.
1: Maybe the appeal is that they have every bit as much right to that seat as you know all these commuters do, as they mm. go to their jobs and stuff. Mm. So they get to sort of be like, I'm just like everybody else yeah. here. It's a great equalizer yeah. of people in New York. And people do write it even when they have money not mm. to uh, a lot of times. And, and it's, uh, I mean, Bloomberg used to take the train. I, I, we don't see de Blasio doing that ever, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, come on. Bloomberg took the train with nine armed goons surrounding him, and de Blasio would do the same thing. Any you know, any public official that takes the train, widen the camera on that shot and see how many guys are standing around him heavily, heavily armed. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, we all have
1: heavily armed guys around us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really a strange place, the subway. You know, when you come from a, a, another place, I, I didn't grow up with a subway, so to me it's like... Uh, you really don't know what to expect the first time you get on it. You know, I mean, all we know about it is Bernard Goetz from the 80s and I don't know, whatever else we've seen on TV. So it's like you get on it. Like how, to me, when I first got here in 2006, I was surprised how clean and efficient it was. And uh, now it's getting to be more like, I guess, what I might have imagined before.
0: Yeah, I mean, like when I, gr- I, mean, I grew up in Astoria, Astoria, Queens. And like in the 80s, you had the trains that were just covered in graffiti. You had, like I said, the welcome back Cotter. Yeah, the welcome back carter trains. That's, I guess, would be the best way to put it. You got welcome back Cotter trains. <laughs> you have homeless people everywhere. Uh, Panhandlers used to be the big thing down there as well. I mean, now they've they've learned to play musical instruments and other things now, so they they kind of make it entertaining. Are those the
1: same people you think?
0: Ah, uh, maybe they went so, to Fame LaGuardia High School and learned how to play instruments. <laughs> I don't know, but all of those type of people down there in the '80s, and then. What they did in the late 80s, they made graffiti-proof trains, which is kind of what we have now. Uh-huh. And then we developed into this new thing called Scratchity, which is... You see how the windows are scratched yes. in now? That that evolved into because it, Because it was graffiti-proof. Yes. What made it graffiti-proof? How do you graffiti-proof a train? It's some type of chemical they use on the outside of the train where if it does get any type of graffiti, it's just easily cleaned off. I mean, the old trains, I guess it was just plain old steel on the outside or metal on the outside that... Didn't have any of those properties on it where they could just clean it off. Huh.
1: Okay. I mean, that's uh, that's everything should be made out of that in the city, but it certainly isn't. I've watched it grow, this blight, you know, like yeah. it started just one thing on the corner here, uh, and it's a bank, or formerly was a bank. And as soon as the bank was gone, it started. And now it's pretty much that whole, you know, like it's, I don't know, there's like maybe 20 yards down each way, and it goes up pretty high. That's uh, uh, it. it I don't care about graffiti except that, you know, the the whole broken windows idea, you know, it just like seems like this, it, I don't know how that works, but, you know, when you're in a place that kind of looks like shit, stuff happens.
0: Yeah, that's, you're exactly right, Pat. I mean, you have people like that, like, like the graffiti artists, I mean, I remember having graffiti all over the place in Queens. It, w- it would be on churches, it would be, you know, every storefront that had the gates come down, they were destroyed. The only ones that really didn't get destroyed, there are some, some places that actually used to hire graffiti artists. They put a nice mural on their metal gates, um, and they wouldn't get touched. But, I mean, you, you hmm. saw graffiti on everything. Every now and then, someone would graffiti a car just for the hell of it. Uh, what was the name of that?
1: <laughs> that's funny. Right? Uh, what was the name of that? There was a building that was like that, like, like you said, that hired the graffiti, It was, and it was in Queens. It was, oh, it was I mean, in the
0: Point. So I think it was called Five Points. Five,
1: uh, yeah. That's it. That man. was an
0: old, uh, I think that was old. the old Long Island City High School, if I remember correctly. Okay. Well, my my. Mom actually went to high school there back in like the '60s. Back pre graffiti, obviously. Yeah, way pre graffiti. And now uh, West Side Story days. But now it's
1: gone. You know, I mean, now they've that building's gone. I guess they've uh, they got rid of it. But I, I got some old footage of that stuff. Like I used to be always walking around with video and taking pictures and stuff, and it it looked all right. But you're right. There's nothing on top of it. No tags. You know, no. and so they, they it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess they respect art or something.
0: I mean, the tra- transit system, the transit cops actually used to have their own, they still have it. It's the transit uh, vandals graffiti unit where they, they travel around all the time. Most of the time, they're in like the train yards, mm. like in Jamaica and Brooklyn and in the Bronx, because that's where a lot of the kids used to do most of their handiwork.
1: Mm.
0: When the trains were uh, parked in the yards, they'd sneak into the yards and tag up on the trains.
1: That makes sense, yeah. Because when they're moving, I they can't really yeah get quite a... Uh, unless you have a guy stationed at each stop, I guess. You know, but that, even that, you're going to get caught. And so those guys, uh, the, the graffiti vandal unit, I mean, like, what do they do now? I mean, is that... I mean,
0: they're, they're still around. They get notified a lot. Whenever there's... uh The gangs and the graffiti, you know, are usually hand-in-hand. Hand. A lot of gangs will still throw up their graffiti signs, and those guys in the vandal's unit will get notified if you make an arrest. Say you make an arrest for graffiti, Mm -hmm. a cop on the street. They have to notify the vandals unit, send them a picture, and if they have, say, an open case on someone, they'll come down and they could rearrest the guy. Say, oh, this kid's committed... 30 other acts of graffiti around the city. We know his tag. We're going to come down and we're going to lock him up for those other 30 crimes. Is
1: that for real? Does that is that really happen? I, I'm trying it to imagine. Can, it, it, it seems it, unlikely it, now.
0: It, it, it happened. I mean, when I was on, it happened. I mean, that, right. was, that was a big thing. You had to take a picture. If you locked a kid up for graffiti, the picture had to get forwarded to them. They would identify the tag. If they could identify it, they would come down and they would rearrest the kid on other... Open graffiti charges. Wow,
1: that's great. I had no idea that that was a part of it. That's that's very interesting. Because uh, now it, se- it seems as if they're kind of letting it go more. Um, they're, they're, it's I mean, I, I assumed it was some sort of de Blasio thing. Yeah. Where, like, you know, you can take a leak on the street and it's a ticket. You can drink, a, have an open container, or the smoking weed thing, you know. As, and, of course, we have big news with that, apparently, that's going to be uh, completely... I, what, legal for recreation? It's hard to believe. Yeah. It seems like that turned around quick, and I think that's probably the governor panicking and trying to win some points uh, with somebody anyway.
0: Yeah, we were talking about this on uh, my podcast, me and my buddy Chris. And the we, crack house. We, we, yeah, we talked about it on the crack house, saying how this the city's broke. The city and the state are broke. The city I know is, I I believe the rumor going around is like $6 billion in the hole. The city. The city. The city needs $6 billion. Did we to, have a surplus a few years ago? We had. Oh but uh, $6 in the hole. So, I mean, this is definitely going to help. Whether you like it or not, it's happening. I mean, it was passed, I think, as of right now, I think because of its passing, you can walk around with three ounces or less on the street right now and nothing can happen to you. That's done. Three ounces. Wow, that is so sudden. And now everything is, they're going to go back and look, uh, having people's records expunged. For low-level, I guess, marijuana offenses. Are they
1: going to have to throw out any guns they found when they were arresting them for now marijuana? That, yeah,
0: now you have, is this going to be, uh, uh, as they say in uh, the legal profession, is this going to be fruits of the poisonous tree mm. where you're getting things thrown out and, well, he also had a gun on him. Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It most likely won't be.
1: But, yeah... Who knows? You know, that's the bad thing about this. It's harder for law enforcement now because you guys, uh, if somebody's smoking weed and you, you don't give a shit if they're smoking weed, but you can use that to find the gun on them, the weapon or whatever, run yeah. them, see what else is going on. It's not that everybody who smokes weed is a, is some sort of a, an actual criminal, but every sort of actual criminal tends to smoke weed.
0: Yeah. And here's, uh,
1: the, and it's more likely the, to be doing it outside. Like,
0: weed is this very peaceful thing. If you look at a lot of gang shootings, a lot of it, stems from people selling weed. On, it, 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 there are drug disputes, and people shoot each other on the corner for weed spots. Yeah. Why is Pat on 54th Street and 1st Avenue? That's my corner. Mm. Pat, me and you got a problem.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: that's where... Uh, there are a lot of shootings that stem from that. So won't this take care of that? No, because people are going to sell, still sell weed illegally. Right. They said it's going to be almost, I think, another year till they start opening up the dispensaries and things of uh, that nature. But right now, it seems like the possession of it, your to go.
1: So anybody, buy? can you buy it legally I, from a dealer?
0: I don't know any <laughs> licensed dealers right now. Oh, all right. Local 805 so you, weed so dealer. illegal to sell it. It's still going to be illegal to sell it on the street. You still, if you go into Washington Square Park, and I believe it's also going to be illegal to smoke it in your car. That which, makes sense. Which is going to be good for the cop, you know, yeah. you were just talking about cops and search and seizure and things like that. If it's illegal in the car, it's going to give the cop a right to possibly search your vehicle. Probably will not
1: publicize that quite well enough. People only want to hear what they want to hear. Yeah. Legal weed, and then they're smoking it in their car, and you're like, you can't smoke yeah. it in your car. They're going to bullshit. Weed is legal. It's going to cause a lot of disputes. I, I would assume, I would imagine, you know, because yeah. pe- oh. people when they think they know their rights,
0: everyone, yeah, exactly. Everyone's going to know their rights on this. I know that. No, you can't do this. You can't come in my car. You can't come. Uh, can't be near schools, I believe. They went old school godfather on that one. Yeah. They don't want any of schools. <laughs> yeah, <cute. laughs> all, We'll leave out the last part. Yeah, but <laughs> the people with no souls. So, uh,
1: but that's something.
0: Yeah, it I think so. schools, cars, and I believe someplace. Uh, a, and they said you can smoke it basically. Okay, so if you're at a bar hanging out with your friends and everyone goes outside to have a cigarette, you can go out there and have a joint.
1: How about so, that. and, and that's been happening.
0: I right. mean, you smell it. Pat, you live in the city. Yeah, I man. live right outside in Queens. You smell it everywhere. It's the default smell of New York City yeah. now. It used to be those burning pretzels. Yeah. Or the mystery smell of steam that would come out from, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: It smelled like like hot dog water. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now it's going to be, you of course, know. Of in
1: the middle of August, it's like, a, you know, like if you walk into Penn Station, it smells like there's a human shit right in front mm. of your face. And now, uh, and, and there's, a, there's about, there's, we call it garbage season for a little while. Because, you know, it's like garbage juice. Baking yeah. in those bags, man, and it just when gets- I worked,
0: yeah, when I worked midnights in uh, Jackson, I was a sergeant in Jackson Heights, Queens, in the 115 precinct, and I worked midnights there. And you had all these stores on Roosevelt Avenue, and they all had private sanitation to take away the garbage,
1: uh-huh.
0: and the Oh my God! In the summertime, like you said, what they would do is they would open up the bottom of those garbage trucks and the juice would come out. That's what it is. They drain And it's like draining as they drive. And it was just this smell of death and crap and everything else you could think of just all in one. Oh.
1: It's like you're
0: it's like on a hot, sticky, like July night. <laughs> it was the, it was the worst. It's like you've cut off a homeless
1: person's foot and yeah. strapped it to your yeah. face. It's just awful. And and that happens uh, every year. And, and uh, you, you can count on it. But those private carters, if anybody gets run over by a garbage truck, it's always one of yeah. them. They run over people a lot.
0: And those those guys seem like real sketchy dudes, too, when you see them. They they don't look like, you know, they weren't they're not all Harvard graduates from what I could tell. <laughs> well, I mean, uh the, the those jobs with
1: the city are pretty hard to get. I mean, like uh, Well the City, the, yeah, the regular uh waiting list to get New York, York on that. City
0: sanitation. Yeah, that's a that's a regular city job. But those those private guys too, there's a lot of unsavory characters yeah. that run those businesses.
1: Yeah, and they you know, if if sometimes help you uh get rid of a body. I yes, know if you know exactly. the right person, Yeah, I think they've done that a time or two. I gotta make a
0: thing disappear. Can you do this for me? <laughs> I'm going to come to you with a favor.
1: Uh, <laughs> someday. Then someday that day may never come. come. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they passed this legislation for weed 100 to 49 after the state Senate previously approved it by a margin of 40 to 23. So it's mixed. I guess it's probably Republicans voting against it since it's passed. I believe he did sign it. Yeah, The Green light finally came after infighting between Democrats, foiled attempts to pass a pot bill, and they've tried it for the last two years. Okay, so... Uh, you know, I, I'm going to save the whole rundown of like what it means, uh, you know, in terms of what you can do and can't do for a different show, the official, because you know, you can listen to us. This show right here is going to give you the truth about
0: that. And the last thing I want you to do is get arrested for walking around smoking weed and it'd be my fault. Uh, just but, don't sell it. Don't, if you don't sell it right now, you're okay. And you have less than three ounces. That's it. It seems like you're going to be mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to be, legalizing
1: weed in general, I think, is a bad idea. I really do. If it's de facto legal and you're generally not going to fuck with people, why not keep it that way? You know, it's weed, is, I guess it's for the revenue.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, this is 100, it's green for green. Mm. That's how I looked at it. It's green for green. And you also have the uh, boroughs so far. I think four out of the five boroughs have really also stopped prosecuting Prostitution arrests.
1: Staten Island, obviously. Staten Island is the lone holdout. The
0: lone (laughs) holdout in this, but a lot of prosecution arrests are starting to get declined for prosecution, Mm -hmm. and that's bad. We, like I said, we, we, my buddy Chris and I talked about this. You might as well just start opening up then red light districts either in the borough or just maybe one little section of Manhattan, one little section of Queens somewhere, the Bronx. Find a bunch of. Old factories that no one's using, knock them all down. Put a few dispensaries and a few houses of ill repute there, yeah, and I got think, a new tourist attraction. And yeah, you would have adult Disneyland, and it would no one would go to Las Vegas anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, what happens over gambling, in this neighborhood yeah, and, stays in this neighborhood.
0: And of, uh, we j- also too sports book gambling. Is, but you, could, you have one-stop shopping somewhere. Are we, we getting that? Yeah, sportsbook gambling is supposedly on the table. A lot like of I people will
1: be excited about that.
0: Pat, we know what the last year's been with COVID and everything else. Oh, yeah. Everyone's broke. Everyone's broke. Uh, not just Joe Schmo who has a job, is broke. Cities, states, and governments are broke. So anything they can do to make a buck right now, stuff they, that was off the table for years, like we said, uh, marijuana, sports gambling. If the process, and if the prostitution's not gonna be enforced, I see that uh, that's probably gonna be the next thing. You think they're
1: gonna tax the prostitutes? Expect these whores to pay? I don't think so. You know they're always holding out on their pimps as it is, <laughs> and and not only that, but it's going to create this moral fucking uh, yeah. It's sludge. You know it's going to be terrible. Now they prosecute the guys still, right? If you're trying, if you're buying sex, they just don't prosecute. They don't prosecute the prostitutes. From
0: what I heard now, it's like pretty much the women are all being treated as victims, as if they've been trafficked. As yes, yeah, and a lot of them aren't. I'm not. Listen. The sex are just not. The, I worked in vice for about six years, and a lot of the women I dealt with, some of them were trafficked. We, we did very good trafficking cases, but there are other ones, especially the uh, the older women. Usually, don't have temps. They're uh, independent contractors, mm-hmm. and they're just doing it to pay their bills, yeah. make their money. They have no other skill. They may they may have been trafficked early on, but they figured out the game, went solo. You know, it's. Beyonce breaking away from Destiny's Child, kind of. She's going to go solo and make it on her own. You know you, what I'm you'd saying? You'd have gotten
1: more mileage out of an Andy Gibb reference for me, but I know what you mean. Uh, I, I would say that was, for a drug reference. He, though. he was never but in Bee Gees, G- though, was he? Okay, yeah, he's just. They a, took
0: him out on tour, I think, a couple of times, but I don't think he was. A, was he officially a member?
1: I don't, I don't think he ever. Yeah, so he didn't really leave the group. So I guess that's the difference. in uh, a lot of people wondering who's Andy Gibb right now. I guess uh, we, that was a great documentary, by the way. About Andy
0: Gibb? No, about the Bee Gees. Did you see the Bee Gees it's on It's a HBO? Bee Gees documentary. There's a Bee Gees documentary on yeah. HBO. Man, I got to catch up with I that. I talked about it. We talked about it on the Crack House. It was awesome. I I'm like not the- a big disco guy or Bee Gees guy, but you watch it, you might, you might shed a tear, Pat. Ah, well, you might shed a tear. I, I probably will. I, I mean, there's I, I, no one left except uh, the oldest brother, not Maurice. Is that who it is? No. Barry. Uh, Barry? I think
1: Barry's the oldest. He's the only one alive. Everyone else is... He always seemed like the main one to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, he's like... Uh, they, they, they were weird in the beginning, you know? I mean, they, they were a weird group. You
0: didn't realize that they were around from the 60s.
1: Yeah. Lonely days. and yeah. All that shit, you know? and the, uh, the You don't know what it's like and all that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. It's a... Uh, a ton of songs. It's like they start adding up. And you're like, that's a lot of fucking yeah. songs. And it's a completely separate career from that disco stuff. Yeah, and I and love the and disco And then
0: stuff. post-disco, they do a lot of producing. There's a lot of uh, oh. writing and producing, I think. for what was it? Celine Dion, Barbara Streisand. Like, they... They know something about producing records yeah. that's for sure because i mean they they it was
1: slick man yeah. their, their stuff was really good I, I don't I don't mind staying alive i think that's a great song if you you know the like lyrically strong and and all that shit, it's got it's obviously it's a punchline you know and it's the the representative song if you're trying to indicate a certain time yeah. period you know and when you got that song that's saying something about your group uh i, I never i never i don't see any problem with listening to kiss and acdc and the bgs you know, every once in a I've while. I've seen,
0: you ever see Kiss in concert? No. It's a f- f- for anyone listening, if you have young kids. Lots of people are listening. It's, it's a, to the 1000s i I'm sorry, millions of fans <laughs> listening to Pat, yes. do the crime report. crime report, go see Kiss. Uh, Whenever yeah. they come around, they usually, they used to play Jones Beach a lot. It's very family oriented. Really? Like you'll see parents there with their little kids dressed up. At this point, yeah. They, they do not curse at all during their show. It's exactly what you'd expect. They come out. they do Christine 16? They play their greatest hits. I want to say, like, they have it down. Like, it is a business. It is, we start out with this, we end on this. That's it. Boom. It's a 40-minute or whatever, 45-minute show or an hour show. You get the fire, you get the uh, blood, you get the whole fucking thing. You get all the greatest hits, and that's it. They were around since, like,
1: nearly the 60s. Maybe that was early. early
0: I think early 70s. Yeah, and they started in Queens. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Queens
1: guys, just like the Ramones.
0: Yeah, the Ramones are from where I live now. They're a Forest Hills uh, right. incarnation. Right.
1: Yeah, from Forest Hills out to the rest of the world, invented punk rock and never did sell any records hardly, you know? I mean, compared you know, to the, some of these yeah, others. Those you
0: know? guys, yeah, those guys were the, the godfathers of it. What did and they expect, though? I mean, like, you know, I mean, it
1: just wasn't going to be, like, it never really caught on commercially to the extent of, like, you know, top 40 uh, stuff and all that kind of stuff. Thank God it didn't, you know? Because, it's like, it would,
0: there's no way to do that without overproducing it and making it suck. I don't. Yeah, think. They, no, they were smart. They stayed. Yeah, they stayed with their roots, but they didn't make the. And it seems like now they make the money in their death. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, the whole band is everyone that's in that band is dead except I think for like one guy, maybe one of the drummers, one of the drummers, exactly. Yeah, one of the drummers were, is alive. There and were about that's three it. of
1: those at least, and I think. And yeah, first was Dee Dee, then yeah. Joey, then Johnny finally died stomach cancer. They were eaten up. With that stuff, because Joey died of cancer, too. Yeah. And they had a lot of in infighting and stuff with the band, too. The, you know, Joey was kind of a snowflake, and Johnny was like, uh, he thought more like most of the people I know.
0: Well, J- yeah, Johnny was, uh, if I remember correctly, he, he was like the son of a plumber. He was like a real middle-class kid, Johnny Ramone. Yeah. He was, I think, the only, I mean, they were all Jewish, except, I think, too, for Johnny. He was like an Irish kid. Johnny Merritt, was it Johnny Merritt? I forget his real Johnny wasn't Jewish. No. I thought they were all Jewish. No, Johnny was like an Irish kid. and I don't even think he might not have been from Forest Hills either he might have been from like Middle Village which is right next door to Forest Hills over there if you know Queens at all Mm -hmm. and uh, they all hooked up or whatever like you said yeah there was a lot of infighting and clashing in the band and well yeah I mean he stole Joey's girlfriend and married
1: her you know and Mm -hmm. then Joey had to be around that. they were on the road constantly all that road work I think
0: it starts to get Mm -hmm. to you you know, especially what Joey. Joey wasn't really healthy to begin with, was he? He's kind of he, tall. He weird. was always like transparent looking, no mm-hmm. matter what. Whenever you saw him on on TV or whatever, yeah, yeah. He, and he was so tall and and gangly, and, yeah. that he, it was almost
1: like he had one of those uh, n- not not gigantism or whatever, yeah. but I mean, he was borderline on that. Yeah. I don't know. I do how like, actually tall he was. There's a
0: big mural though at the uh, Forest Hills train station. They just put up with them like a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, I uh, I saw him twice, and they were fucking killer both times. The first time I saw him was like in this smaller bar I was in Atlanta and uh masquerade is what it was. But it didn't feel like that business thing exactly, but they definitely had the set down. That's for sure. I want to go back to this woman who got her fucking nose cut just so we can talk about crime a little bit, but uh you know, it, it, it this this guy hit her real quick and like you were saying, the subway, you expect this kind of thing, but but walking into especially like a little boutique uh, they say here this it, it actually uh, you know the guy had cased the place out uh, like a previous week. So the same man was caught casing out the store exactly a week earlier when his victim was not there uh, because she wasn't there because it was her birthday. Uh, according to her and her boss, this, this was like a uh, a social media post uh, someplace. Uh, last Friday, he passed by the store several times and he actually got close to the windows to look inside as if he was looking for somebody, and then walked away. The store posted on social media alongside more video footage. So this guy, uh, the description, <clears throat> you know, he's, I guess, a younger guy. And is like, uh, he looks under 30. And he's wearing a black track suit with uh, some orange and purple uh, rings on the side. So i getting, if you know anything about it, one 800 tips one
0: 800 tips So there you go. Now, I wonder if there's more to that story, though. Yeah, what did this Cabrera I mean, chick do? M- maybe right? this chick, I mean, maybe that's an ex-boyfriend. Well, she said she didn't know him. She says that's what, you know, maybe she's covering up for him. Maybe she, yeah. I mean, there, there are times you, you know. He I, fucked her it, face it, up. It, it's Yeah, I saw the pictures in the post. Yeah, she's got it all along her nose. I mean, like, her nose is probably hanging off when the, the cops and the EMS and whoever else showed up. That's I exactly mean, it, what it, she says. was bad. Yeah. She, I, saw, I saw a uh, old uh, this is, you know, this is pretty topical. This is an old Asian couple. Ching Chong. It was in the early 2000s with uh, the, the old Asian, what they fought the guy off. He had a box cutter. He came into the store, and he just started slicing. Mm. The woman's cheek was hanging off her face. He, like, filleted them. I mean, they were just cut up. There was blood everywhere. He murdered these people. They lived. They lived. They they, they were just sliced. It was, like, filleted, sliced and diced. Wow. And it was just skin hanging off. I remember the lady's cheek just, like, folded, hanging off her face.
1: It's in Manhattan. This was in the Bronx, where I was a cop. Okay, so, (laughs) Jesus, man. how Did did, did they find the guy? Yeah, we
0: no, the guy was in there when we got there. Thank God he was...
1: He no stayed put he was,
0: the, the older guy uh, The Chinese guy Was holding on to him
1: And But and as cut up yeah, as he was like we he, heard
0: The job come over And then we heard Two cops that got there Before us Like screaming Like get someone over here They call uh, It's called a 1085 What's a 1085 It uh, means assistance. I need help now oh, okay. And we got there And the, there was a lady hanging And the two cops Were wrestling with the guy And we were able To get him cuffed and uh, sure. he, he got locked up for first degree assault. Flesh hanging off, yeah. Face. Flesh hanging off
1: a face. First degree assault is the worst kind, yeah. I guess. But I mean, I mean, Jesus, you could, you could even like go attempted
0: murder if you know with I mean, the, if the DA would keep the charges. You could go attempted murder,
1: I guess. In the Bronx, they always have uh, yeah. a tendency to to go towards the uh, lower uh, charge yeah. for some reason. Uh, that's uh, that's that's troubling. I can't think of that woman's name right now who looks like Bo Diddley, uh, the, who who is the. Uh, the Bronx DA, oh Clark, right, Darcell Clark. Darcell Clark, yeah, she's uh, I, you know, I mean, she's not even supposed to have that job. It was one of those you know patronage deals, yeah. and she gets to have it. I don't even remember who it was before her. It was
0: I ha- when I was up there. It was Robert Johnson. He was there forever. Okay, and yeah. He was the same way. He was not. He was not a very cop friendly uh, district attorney. See, it's, it's so.
1: not that any of them are in New York, yeah. but I mean, like, uh, except maybe in Staten Island, like you said. Uh, so Staten Island, they're not going along with the prostitution thing. Uh,
0: from what I read in the paper, no, they, holding the line. Yeah, they were holding the line with that. I, you know what, Staten Island, it, it's it's the, <laughs> it's the only holdout left. It's, it, it's it's the Alamo. Yeah, at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Staten Island uh, actually sold for more. You know, when they when the Indians sold the shit, the uh, Lenapes or whatever. You know, they sold Manhattan. They didn't really bargain very much. And then when they got to Staten Island, they had a little bit more. <laughs>
0: It's true though, uh, and it's it's large. It's larger than Manhattan, I guess, by quite a bit. I mean, uh, oh yeah, there are parts. Of, I don't know if you, how many times you have been to Staten Island. If you go to, I like the way you are saying that though. How many times? Because <laughs>
1: that's exactly how it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh,
1: not that I, many. I, probably. I'd my probably wife, has, yeah, two my wife times. has
0: family out there. I work with uh, plenty of cops that live out there. Mm-hmm. You go to the ends of Staten Island towards the Jersey side. Uh-huh. You think you're in like rural, like Indiana. Wow, like you have dirt roads on some block, very quaint, like Main Street kind of towns. Wow, it's a very nice place to live. It sounds it, it sounds is, wonderful. It is it sounds, a very very, it's like very like Suffolk County it, down there. It huh? used to be a joke in the eighties. Though living out there, because parts of Staten Island are built on landfill, oh. and there was a huge garbage dump that my dad actually worked on back in the eighties when he was a crane operator. And did it stink? Yeah, if the wind blew a certain way, where you lived on Staten Island, you. Got to smell garbage trucks. Okay,
1: well, that's probably but not that great. That's but all
0: been changed and fixed. And like I said, it's Staten Island is a very nice place to live. Well, they
1: still want to make fun of it because it's the only. It's the. It's politically the outcast. Yeah. It's the. It's. It's. The,
0: it's, the, it's if the Jersey Shore was a borough. That's that's the way people look. I mean, that's yeah. the way people want to look at Staten Island. And it's it, as if
1: it, Alabama was a borough.
0: Yeah, they want to look at yeah because they're the you know it's it's all political. Yeah, you
1: know, yeah. And people here are so you know up their ass with how great they are, especially on like the Upper West Side. You know, I, I think this, to me that's the epicenter of that yeah. way of like the really ingrained New Yorker kind of uh, oh well uh, you know and they want to talk about museums and operas and shit like that you know and culture. Yeah.
0: And, and they, it, there's just something nauseating about it. What's, what, what kills me about people like that is they're super liberal mm-hmm. and they're very, oh, we got to help everybody. Okay, I'm going to build a homeless shelter right next door to where you live. Well, there's no uh, need uh, for uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin's a lawyer. I'm going to make a few phone calls. I mean, they did it this summer. On the Upper West Side. They put that men's shelter up there.
1: Didn't like it a and bit. And
0: they got every lawyer they could involved. Hey, and you know what? I don't blame them. No. But don't be so fucking, you know,
1: high and mighty the rest of the time about how everybody's oh. so, so bigoted about yeah. these things, you yeah. know, yeah, because that's exactly how they are until it's in, until it's in their backyard.
0: The NIMBYs, then, as Carlin used to call them, the NIMBYs, not in my backyard. Mm, okay. NIMBYs. He used to do a great joke about who wouldn't want to live next to a prison? If they escape, they're not sticking around.
1: That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a good point.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, This, yeah, here's, oh, in that picture. She, this, she's slashed bad. That happened so fast to the video. You can go to, if you want to see the video, uh, I'm going to post the video at crimereport.nyc. That's my website. And that's where you can, uh, it's the official home of this uh, show crimereport.nyc there's other videos there too you can it's like a walk through crime if you look at some of those videos and uh, uh and that's nyc. this shit that uh that that I, I did discuss this just a minute ago basically with pete panuccio 40 years with uh you know on nypd and he's one of those rare guys who you know stayed and stayed and stayed but he you know we we uh he he says it's just bullshit what De Blasio is talking. It really bugs me. I think a lot more than it bug. We both had a similar attitude about it. what what De Blasio is saying, and I think that you've you've probably heard it about uh, this idea that he wants cops to go and and when there's no illegality, but to uh, get involved with like hurtful things. If they say something hurtful, it's not illegal but hurtful. And he says that if they hear from the city this way, you know, then it could they could be told that, like, well, you hurt their feelings, and if you do it again, then it could eventually be some sort of a criminal charge, which I don't see how, T- to continue to do something not illegal. Yeah,
0: it's called bullying. That's it. We all grew up with bullying. That's it. You shouldn't have to intervene in that. It, it has it, nothing it, to do it, with anything. He wants, listen, they want cops to have less interaction with the public. hmm why would you want them to do that?
1: You know, it's. I think it's it, he wants to have confrontations. He want he wants people to you know have the opportunity to tell the police to go fuck themselves. Yeah. You know, because he'll have the. I don't. I can't imagine that one police officer will do anything like this. I no. can't imagine. They no,
0: the unions. The unions will all come out and say this is not a law we have to enforce. It's not a law. That's it. Yeah, it's exactly. not a, We enforce the law. Just, we're not, there's no clear and present danger here. are not enforcing. He's not a nice guy. <laughs> He's being a big meanie, so you know this mayor is out of his fucking mind. He made fun of my shoes. (laughs) He doesn't like my hat. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm not even a a firm believer in that hate crimes should be a thing. I think a crime is a crime, and when you start to make hate crimes and you start to do all this like uh, you know subdividing racial stuff and making stuff a felony because the blah blah blah, that's just. That, that presumes way too much. Did you just see the video
0: of the Asian guy on the
1: subway? Man. That was... Well, now man. they're trying to say he's Hispanic. According to... I saw an Asian guy posting, and it, somebody who was there says... He, and, and it's almost like they're like, oh, thank God he wasn't one of our precious yeah. natural uh, resources. You know, the, there's such a precious <laughs> thing. The Asians, you know, not one of our Asians. I mean, we got plenty of Hispanics. We got plenty of Asians. Well, too. the guy
0: that got... The guy that uh, beat up the lady the other day got arrested. I don't yes. know if you saw that. He got picked up already within a yeah. day. I mean, the Hate Crimes Task Force, for people that don't know, it, it's not that big of a unit either. So these guys are probably getting swamped right now. But why not just do everything like that?
1: You know? I mean, not to be a dick, but, I mean, uh, why not just <laughs> why not just investigate every beating that, that, you know, Hate Crimes Task Force or whatever. Now, I do know that, like, uh, it it's sort of a big deal, uh, you know, for for De Blasio to like, he hate they hate. He, he wants you to go and force shit that's not crimes. Yeah, but by oh, yeah, they did get that guy. He's uh, I have his name here. Uh, uh, Brandon Elliott, thirty eight. Yeah, so yeah, bystanders did did nothing to help an Asian woman as she was being beaten in broad daylight in Manhattan and didn't even bother calling nine
0: one one. They well they didn't see the video from Charlene McCray. That's why he oh. came out and said you must intervene now and help people. You know. it's getting to be that
1: last Seinfeld ep- Seinfeld episode yeah. Right? yeah
0: that's yeah New York
1: then in YPD spokesman spokesperson said it had been it had zero records nine one one calls from this unprovoked attack this, this was a bad beating uh kicking convicted he's a convicted yeah. murderer Brandon yeah he killed Elby. his
0: mother. Yeah, This guy killed his mother and is walking the streets less in less than 20 years. What the fuck? How long did he do? I'm I sure it says. Did something he's... like 17 years in jail. Okay.
1: Well, for killing your mom, you'd think it would be a little longer. Uh, let, but if, you know what? I've often did said... Did she burn the meatloaf? What did you, she do? If, I mean, come on. It, it It's... For a murderer, I think it it almost kind of makes some kind of poetic sense to kill your parents, you know, Uh, but it's not. Obviously, that's a certain type of person who does that, you know. There's some of these killers who don't, you know, I love my mom, you know, whatever. Uh, In fact, like Maxime Gelman, you know, he couldn't believe his mom turned him in. Uh, An NYPD spokesman, like I said, no 911 calls, Brandon Elliott, 38, and he kicks this woman uh, repeatedly while she's on the ground at a press conference. Uh, Detective Michael Rodriguez said, that uh, police on patrol drove by. They just happened to drive by after she was attacked. And they, they came upon the victim after she was assaulted. Outrage has mounted over the caught on camera beatdown, has it? Uh, the latest in a disturbing well, trend of hate crimes against Asian well, Americans. Well, the
0: big thing with that, too, was they had the security guards inside, and they kind of just shut the door. Oh, this is like a Kitty Genovese almost back in the 60s, you know? Yeah. Everyone's just kind of like, I'm not getting involved. But, you know, that I, I,
1: now I'm hearing... That they they've updated that story somewhat. It was only about two or three people who could have intervened. They made it sound like it was forty, but it does. It's obviously yeah. very. Could Kitty Genevieve esque At least according to the legend, and and like uh, that's. Like, I suppose we're sort of in that phase right now, and it's similar because no one wants to get involved. We're coming out of this period where it has been where shit like this hasn't been happening, you know. And I think in the '60s, early '60s, it was probably sort of like that too. It was just starting to kind of crank up. To be, you know, the ultra violence that, you know, and so I think people are kind of not really uh, acclimated to it yet,
0: and they're like, "What the fuck is that? I don't know. I, you know and, and as time goes on, I think there will be more intervention. And but I brought this up as well. We were talking, Chris and I were talking about this on on my show. You can do everything first. No, <laughs> I just put mine out before you. That's all. It's <laughs> but okay for pre-crime report. Listen to the yeah, crack house. So- We have precogs. C-R-A-I-C. Yes, Mm -hmm. the crack house uh, with Mike and Muskie every Sunday at 9. Anyway, but what I was saying is, think about this. Okay, you go outside your house right now. Mm -hmm. You see an Asian guy and a black guy having a fight. And you decide to be Pat Dixon, good Samaritan. Yeah. And for whatever reason in your head, you start hitting the black guy. And you beat the hell out of him. Now lawsuit. Yeah, I think I see where okay. this is going. Yeah. Or or, or an arrest. The Asian guy was robbing the black guy. Yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> assumed. Yeah, you made that assumption. assumption. De- your life is canceled. Well, you did... Uh, your, your life is canceled. Even though the first lady of the great city of New York, Charlene McRae, said, if intervene. you see something, intervene, and uh, vigilante justice is I, the way to go. I think that uh, she might have had it in mind. That you're saying,
1: boys, boys. Mm,
0: uh, come on, fellas. Settle down
1: now. Shake hands. Look, you walk <laughs> that way, you mm. walk that way. Everything's going to be fine. No, that's not the way it works. You, you, good Samaritans get killed yeah. frequently, and you know, because really, none of your fucking business... I, I might call the cops. I would probably call nine one one if the beating was real bad. Uh, also, back to this guy on the on the subway, you know, who choked the guy out, yeah. and so apparently he used the ethnic slur that is beyond all ethnic slurs in the direction of the guy. But then the guy was trying to rob him. Is another. It's like the details of this are murky yeah. because they don't even have the victim. So I mean, they don't. They haven't even spoken to him. So. um they just have these witness eyewitness accounts, which are like uh, not particularly reliable, I guess. I don't know what happened there, but if it's the guy was trying to rob him and then he, you know, used this word, then like uh, it's almost as if... I don't understand how that excuses anything ever, but it seems to for people. Oh, he he said that word, and so so we're going to stop
0: him into the ground.
1: So yeah, he should be beaten mercilessly and choked unconscious. I think that's a little drastic. I don't think that... And we hear this, like, okay, with the uh, the woman who was on the Lower East Side who uh, used that word, you know, you might have seen that story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and so the and the owner of the place was like, wow, we, we were just very proud of the way he uh, handled that and everything. And what do you mean the way he handled it? I mean, like, it's like they they think it's this impressive thing that they didn't just go bananas. Yeah. There is a lot of,
0: yeah, you do, you do hear or see that where a well, little bit of racism there. I yeah. think, you know, like our presumption is that you will completely lose the ability yeah. to control yourself. That's not right. No, you do. Yeah. You do see that like he should get a gold star or, you know, or when, when, the, uh, when you, when you see like a, a rioting situation on TV, like I didn't take anything. Like, like I should give you a medal because you acted like a civilized person. That's what you're supposed to do. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So it says, I fully understand the public's
1: anger. This is uh, Dermot Shea talking, the NYPD commissioner. He said detectives would be interviewing those on videotape who witnessed the assault firsthand. He says, I can't put myself in the employee's shoes. I'd like to think that anyone would step in and protect that woman from that brutal attack. I don't know if they were scared. I really don't know. I was speculating, and and along with Pete, that probably, you know, whoever they work for said, don't ever go out and do that. Your job ends at the door. Yeah. Uh, the end. Anything you do out there is you
0: open us up yeah. to liability. And, yeah, exactly. And we're not into that. No, I, I think you're 100% right with that. Why, why would you get involved? I, w- I wish that Shay would have said something about that. Uh, he, he added, my
1: focus is on the victim. I suppose he just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Keep it general. Uh, my focus is on the individual. Let's not lose sight of who's responsible. And that's the individual who committed the crime. The guy killed his mother. And maybe, uh, maybe this woman looked like his mother.
0: Triggered him wanted to re-kill her. You'd think that that would all be worked out, right? That's having- yeah, he had 17 years in a cell to figure out what was wrong with him. Yeah. And now he came out. yeah, had- it's, it's, it's therapy. You know? I do. I think there's a lot of mental illness we got going on right now. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of men's shelters that are turning people away. You have a lot of the hospitals that are just trying to medicate these people and getting them back out on the street, especially within this last year with people become- more and more people are becoming homeless. And you have more and more people that couldn't get access to their medicine because they didn't even have money. Mm. And you have people snapping left and right. There,
1: there is a lot of that. I mean, just from what I've read, there's people who don't have their I mean, meds. And, and, and their mother's like, hey, when he takes his medicine, he's fine.
0: Yeah, But then again, I, I think this guy is just a fucking mean criminal. I yeah, he had 17 years in a yard of just working out all the time. Anyone that stared at him the wrong way, he probably had to bash in the face. Yeah. so He's ready to go back. And now you're back in society. Good luck. Yeah. It's, yeah, you'll be fine.
1: You know, they just... They dump... They, they, I don't know exactly how many people got to leave jail because of COVID and stuff.
0: No, I don't know those... Thousands, those I think. Things. I would say, yeah. Well, thank God for the
1: pandemic. They certainly didn't publicize it too much. They They wanted the credit for... You know, jail reform, they don't, and prison reform, whatever they want to call it, but they don't want the credit for anything they do once they're out. I, I, I think it's all, it's so absurd to tell everybody to go home, stay inside, and then let them out.
0: Cause they're not gonna like come out. I mean, and, like, they,
1: obey uh, social distancing and <laughs>
0: shit like that. Yeah, and they're not creating a Willie Horton, they're creating Willie Hortons, you know? Yeah. And just with all of the, you know, especially if you have, you, you're letting all these like dangerous felons out.
1: And not, and not just for a, a furlough. Yeah, they're done. They're, they're it's like your sentence is canceled. Was it like come back at the yeah. end of COVID? Yeah. <laughs> the honor system, right? Why not just test them and then anybody yeah. with it, you get rid of them, yeah. and that's it. I, I mean, anybody, this unless they're locked up in, I mean, they're by and large probably a lot healthier than most people. You know? Yeah, I mean, like they're they're like you said, they free medical,
0: free dental, free food. Free food, you know? It might not be the best food, but it's fruit. It's food. I don't know what the food's like. I mean, I've, I've heard it. Sh- I worked with uh, a guy that was a corrections officer and before he became a cop, and he said some of the food was disgusting. He goes, other things might have tasted okay, but he goes, some food was really disgusting. But when these guys are only eating three times a day, most of the time, everything tastes like filet mignon steak so. yeah they're just
1: gobbling it up like a like when you put a dog food in the bowl and the dog you know, or something. he
0: told me how they made grilled cheese sandwiches in jail Ooh, in cells in the cell you make the sandwich and then you put it on top of the fluorescent lights that's how you mm. make grilled cheese a- <laughs> he goes it wouldn't melt it that much three, three weeks later yeah <laughs> it wouldn't melt it he that goes much. It, it would yeah it was it was an hours long process he said but he goes, that you eat type. that one, you go ahead you make, and start another yeah. one. You make that at 8 a.m., and by 6 a.m., you have a delicious meal. Wow, that's See, prison, not that different from
1: uh, your own life. <laughs> the victim was Vilma Kari, by the way. She had a broken pelvis. A broken pelvis, wow. about the, that's about the worst thing to break. I mean, I, I know the coccyx is another yeah.
0: one that's really bad. But and I mean, what's her age, too? She looked like an older woman 65. as well. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, she's senior. So uh, There's yeah. another crime you put on with that for oh, a right. senior citizen. It's worse. Yeah. they
1: do. Maybe seniors deserve some sort of protection. I guess. And it
0: seems like a lot of the seniors are the ones getting attacked, too. I mean, just from what you're, you're right. seeing on the news. No, you're y- right. You're seeing a lot of older o- older people, older Asians I at mean, I would, getting attacked I w- with the- it. I'm,
1: I'm glad if the guy wasn't an Asian guy on the train because, like, it doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah. And, like, it just shows. Violence, there's plenty to go around yeah. in the city right now. And saying a word does not justify anything. And uh, even if you don't, hey, you know what? Wrong place, wrong time. You know, those guys have been suspended, those uh, security guard guys. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I don't understand, the because there's an investigation, I, because, but I mean...
0: Yeah, there's a narrative. Now there's a narrative. There's, there's, what is it? The big words. Narrative and optics. You see two guys just standing there while this old lady gets stomped.
1: Hope they know better than to apologize, because that is the worst thing you can do. Yeah,
0: that'll be the kiss of
1: death in the lawsuit. That's what happened to the, what they called her, the Central Park Karen. But I mean, actually, the other guy was the Karen. You know, uh, he was the one that's trying to like, oh, wait, so you can't do this and the law and all that shit. You know, I mean, I thought that was what a Karen was. Now Karen is just like, whatever. It doesn't really matter. They just say it. But she apologized. Her life. Yeah. Fucking ruined. Now this girl in the coffee shop. No apology. We're not hearing anything else about it. No one's. It seems no
0: one. She didn't get ID. Did she? I don't think she got. Did she get identified? She did. Her name's Stephanie DeNaro. Wow. And maybe her husband's Vinny Pichin DeNaro. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Well, her ex well, I, her ex husband oh, is I, the
1: same type of person as she was uh, meeting across the counter there, and she had a couple of babies that were, that you know, three
0: of them actually. There were half of that. Oh, so maybe she's well, she's. You think hey, she have immunity, right? But, I, th- I think yeah, she might be playing the immunity card. Though, but you go that on her. Instagram and they're like, you don't get
1: that. You don't get to do. You a lot of people can be racist and be married, and so it's like.
0: I don't think it would be enough. I mean, she was... It did go away, though. It went like, away. Like you said, it, it was in the cycle, the news cycle, for maybe like 10, 12 hours, and then it would ju- it just disappeared. Fell off the face of the earth. And I think it's because she was unapologetic. Yeah. And she was milking
1: it, even. There's videos yeah. of you know, like her and this uh, somebody they call Crackhead Barney. Uh I I had the video on uh, the last episode, uh, or two episodes back. Is the father, like, black, African? What is he, Jamaican? Yeah, he's... uh Jamaican and Afro-Cuban and I met him in Washington Square Park when I was going to NYU. Was that um uh, <clears throat> that black um Shalom so good that you had to I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. So is it true if you go black you can't go back? My dad is Sicilian, so you know ten... oh, so you're already black. I'm already black. They consider themselves a black woman. Well, I'm Italian. Oh, you're Italian. So what does that mean? I consider Italian people white. Well, if you're Sicilian especially, you can be black. Are you looking for a white baby daddy? I mean, it would be nice, yeah. Why do you want to have a white baby daddy? Because I want to have a white baby. Do, do, would you value this baby more if it had blue eyes? Um. Well, it would probably be pretty with blue eyes. So do, do, is that an indicator of beauty, blue eyes? No, I just want to see how my genes would play out like that, you know? It would be like a genetic experiment. Very strange. Very strange. Uh, it, it's a it, a transsexual who is of the African American persuasion. Uh who maybe does a lot of you know, yeah, crackhead Barney, great guest for you, maybe for the crack house. <laughs> uh yeah, anyway, I, I should show you that. I would I would if Crackhead I, Barney. Crackhead Barney. I don't know, but I happen to know somebody
0: who yeah. knows crackhead Barney who and that's not <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's Come on, Crackhead Barney, six degrees of separation if you live in New York City. If you know Crackhead Fred, you know Crackhead yeah. Barney, I'm sure. Uh, crackhead Dave is a friend of mine. He went to college with Crackhead Barney. Yeah,
1: they, they went to Crackhead you. Yeah. Uh, so... This is a crazy story, and, and I just want to get it in real quick before we go. Uh, a long-missing Queens woman. Now, this woman's <gasps> been missing for a period of time.
0: I just read... Oh, go into this. How I just long, read this. How long has she been missing? It was September, I think.
1: Yeah, months. Yeah. I'm sure that it's in here. Uh, she never left home.
0: Yeah. She was...
1: she. <laughs> No, you'd think they would have looked a little harder. Uh, she uh, she died in her trash-strewn home with uh, she's a hoarder, and her decomposing remains were found buried beneath an avalanche of trash seven months after her sudden disappearance. Yeah, whoa. I mean, this is an oversight to say the least. But uh, I mean, because I've heard about this missing woman, but I haven't really,
0: you know. I mean, it's
1: a missing I, woman. I, I, I had
0: know. no idea she was missing. I just, but I just read that story today. Um, I think she lives about fifteen minutes away from me in Queens. In Queens, She's, College I, I, Point. It was in College Point. Yeah, it's about fifteen minutes from where I live. And it seems the sister was from Russia, Czechoslovakia. Well, her name is Evelyn Sakash. There was su- the sister. I don't think was living in America. And her sister found her. The sister finally came over because she hadn't spoken to her since September Mm -hmm. when the last time... I mean, this could be a little cash grab, too. Just Like, let's get the house. uh, She's gone. I'll take the house. And started cleaning out the house and went, oh, we found her. Greed solves everything. mummified. I mean, that happens way more than you think, too. There was a famous story in Harlem... I think it was... was Are you talking it? about those brothers? The two brothers, yeah. where it took four days to clean out a, a New York City brownstone. They seem, that seems to come up a lot lately. And you just have hoarders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in an apartment one time in the South Bronx. It was actually a very nice doorman building on 165th Street in the Grand Concourse. And the woman had passed away. It was actually the same building, Flavor Flav, from Public Enemy, lived in. at the. I think he was still living there at the time. But f- you walked in, beautiful building... Clean floors, clean elevator, nice. Get into the apartment, floor to ceiling magazines, crap from floor to ceiling with little like tunnels. With
1: roaches just eating it all yeah. up, rats I'm sure too. Man, that, it, yeah, hoarding is a bad way to go. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah,
0: I don't want to be found years, years and years later. I don't want to die in
1: in you know, in, just, that, in my own filth. I mean, yeah. I I sometimes I I save newspapers for a little too long. There's an article I want them, whatever, okay. blah. blah. And like, uh, it starts to bug me. You know, you see them laying around. It's like you get about five, six newspapers laying around. You got to like just forget it, throw them away. I, you, you know, you'll never catch up. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, well, I don't. I don't want to go too deep into my you know, ex uh-huh. here, but you know, but previously um, uh, married to a woman who, uh, yeah, it she, I, she wasn't a hoarder, okay, but she didn't like to watch hoarders because it gave her a funny feeling. So that. Yeah, that's that. That was the degree. This woman was 66, lying face up. She was discovered lying face up under the debris by her sibling, who was visiting from just as from out of state, to empty the apartment with the help of a professional cleaner. This is just devastating, said the tearful sister. Well, I mean, she was missing. She had a Six full months. life. She was so extraordinarily talented. She was brilliant. Really, this woman's an Emmy winning uh, set designer. Uh, so she was somebody, you know, one time. Yeah. I mean, winning an Emmy is no small thing unless you're the governor. And then it's a, not a thing at all. Oh, yeah, she had a full life, so extraordinarily talented. She was brilliant. had a She was a brilliant mind. I don't want my sister to be remembered like that. Well, sorry, uh, too late. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the only time we really. I, I don't. I don't. Maybe I don't know my Emmy winning uh, set designers well enough. But uh, the city medical examiner conducted an autopsy to determine how she died. Investigators suspect she was either killed by falling debris or trapped by it and then died slowly. That would be pretty sad. Oh. Trying to like, you know, you're trying to eat Glamour magazine from 1992. <laughs> she, she won a 2003 daytime Emmy for outstanding outstanding achievement in, uh, you know, art direction. Set design it's, for her work on
0: uh, children's television series Between the Lions. I've never heard of. Oh, it. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's a kids show on PBS. It was about yeah, it was it was it was actually a very good show because it teaches kids how to read. Oh, that's but, cool.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm sure the set. But she died on
0: it. Well, she she died reading then. <laughs> I mean, she had all those magazines and stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, are those perfume I, I, what are samples th- edible? Maybe she could have. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. I mean, like I said, I've seen that a few times. Just, I watch the show. Do you ever watch the show, Hoarders? I've seen it. I, I if it's on, I get, I get addicted to
1: it. I was looking at go I want to watch this, and she's like, no. So I, I had to miss it. You know, for a I while. Would,
0: I would did. watch them sometimes, and it would just be like a whole house. And the woman only had, like, a three-foot-by-three-foot space where she actually lived. Damn. And you would just... I mean, when you could walk in and you're four feet off the floor... hmm
1: Yeah. That, that
0: it, was... It, I'm settling in right now. Let me, go, let me go get myself...
1: No other person... A coffee. Because i got to watch this. ...could possibly feel... <laughs> yeah. Nobody else could possibly feel comfortable there except no. the resident.
0: What is that? What is that about? What, why, do you know why they do it? It's, I, they say a lot of it is just a mental defect in the brain you can't get rid of anything it's like oh i can't i, I need I that i, I might need yeah. it I, I, yeah because that's when you watch that show when they would throw this stuff out want to go back and go do you out. want this new york post from seven weeks ago i wanted to read something well there was something i wanted, I wanted to look at something
1: <laughs> too, i wanted too, to, too close to, to hope yeah uh, the uh yeah they they want i think the depression Caused a lot of that shit originally, but now this woman can't be talking about that. Yeah, I think. I mean, but there's a a, once you have. I mean, it depends because the depression is one of those things where it affects one generation who's in it, and then that generation raises their kids to be more like that, and it's it's a ripple, you know. And and I think that that uh, there's some of that. I mean, there's some of that left over on me. My parents were in the depression, and so like I can't. uh, I throwing away food is tough. And uh, for a long time, it was, I mean, get, yeah, I had, family.
0: I had a family member that thought throwing, you know, recyclable cans. How dare you throw away money? Wow. How dare you throw away money? So this victim's home included a sink filled with filthy
1: dishes, rooms piled high with other debris and a stench wafting from the residence. I'm sure that neighbor said Sakash kept dogs and cats in the home. <laughs> Police emptying the home of her pets without locating the body during one of at least two visits to the residence over the last seven months. I guess you go in, you go, Miss Sakash, Miss Sakash.
0: <laughs> That's it, right? But yeah, but how do you dig I mean, when stuff? you you probably don't have if, a. If the smell hits you, for people that don't know what a dead body smells like, most people, you smell it once and you'll never forget it. It's like if shit and vomit had a baby, <laughs> kind of like. That's kind of like what it smells like a shit. little bit. Shit and vomit had a baby. You know the smell. As soon as you go, oh, you would just go, oh, shit. Because oh, guess what? You have shit and yeah. vomit, right? And you, you knew that smell. And there were, I mean, there were times I went into apartments where, middle of the summer, no air conditioning. And the person was there for a couple of days. So that was really, bit, you know.
1: They start to blow up. Yeah, something. they blow yeah. up. And yeah. they can pop. Yep. Just like in uh, Monty Python's... Uh, yeah, it, it's
0: and they everyone turns different colors. You get some deep purples and deep blues and greens and everything, yellowish. Sounds like a psychedelic experience. They used to tell experience. you burn, if you were in the apartment... Coffee, right? Burn coffee grinds. Well, yeah. You got to be careful with that. The old timers would walk around with cigars. That was mm-hmm. a big thing, keep a cigar on you Uh huh. to get rid of the smell. And,
1: and there's no evidence in the smell, so you're not wrecking anything. No, no, no. Yeah, no. It's just, I mean, the only way, it, and it, they, it's evidence of something. But
0: towards the end of, oof, I guess around the two thousands, they came out with this, these like, uh, it kind of looked like kitty litter. These crystals that uh. would help get rid of smells. Like you could put it down there afterwards. I it's guess. like it's
1: similar to the well, they used to throw like pine shavings on puke when yeah. I was a kid. Somebody would puke in yeah. school, and they would throw like they would throw something on the puke to get rid of, because they didn't want to yeah. cause a chain reaction, have every kid puking. It, it, it seems like it was pine. Or something. It's what it smelled like anyway. and looked like. Uh, so these crystals. What are they made of?
0: I don't know. It, it, it looked like kitty litter, but it would like absorb the smell.
1: Right. Uh, that's we need a lot of that shit in the city. Yeah. Just just throw it. Just throw just, it down
0: on every subject. Like crop station. duster. Yeah. You
1: know? So Brown recounted a list now of her artist sisters' productions. Okay. So Billions. She worked on that. Oh wow. You remember Billions? That's a good. It's show. still on. Yeah, it's still on. I watch it. I like Billions. I like the guy Billions. You know. I'm billions. He, he sh- whispers everything. My name's Billions.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm billions. <laughs> right. I think I could be billions. Uh <laughs> Orange is the new black, which I know somebody on that show. Yeah. Yeah. She once uh once she was once dating a guy that lived in uh the an apartment that I also lived in. So I saw her, I saw her quite. A- in fact, she's on the cover of my uh second comedy album, Goodbye Forever Fatty. She ain't fat. But it's just the name of the CD. Goodbye, forever, fatty. My she's, wife loves that show, but yeah. I can't
0: get it, it. Too many characters. It's got too many moving parts. Orange is a new black. I know it's Doesn't, a great show, but it's. I don't think I it's fried. I don't
1: think it's that great. i I. I, I, I some I don't people know. love it. Some people do. Well, when a lot it hit, of people, when it hit, everyone. Oh, the ladies. It. I think like yeah. a lot. I don't. I don't care for it. I think it sucks. I, I'm not going to say it sucks. I don't enjoy the show. Uh, you know, Emily Tarver, who's my friend. I think it's yeah, Emily Tarver. She's she's very good on it. Uh, as she is in everything she does, but I don't like the show. Uh, I think it's kind of—I uh, don't think the jokes are funny. That's a problem with the comedy show. Uh, she said, uh, "I don't know." This was, this was clearly in effect for a long time. You know, uh, the headline says "Queen's hoarder," but that's not who she is. That's not who she is. So she, she uh, was
0: a good person. Remember all her good traits. Yeah,
1: she was good at set design. Mm-hmm. She was always saving things. She thought she might use it
0: in the set. In the set, she was she took her home work with, uh, took her work home with her. <laughs> she should have taken her home to work with her. Yeah, she should have taken, <laughs> and it probably would have made. She probably would have gotten more Emmys. Who knows? Good God, maybe that was what it was. She wanted to keep that stuff because hey, I can use this. You think so- she ever did a show about hoarding, mm. and she showed up, and she, they just told her what to do, and she just went, "Hold my beer. I'm going to work through lunch." <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> Send She'd them the lunch. Left. Just come
1: back. So yeah, so Larry Didio, family friend, said on Facebook that cops with canine dogs, canine dogs, searched Sakash's home on two occasions over the last few months, but uh, somehow did not find her. You would think the dogs—they're trained to find yeah. bodies. That's weird. That the death was reminiscent of the city's most. Oh, here we go. Yeah, the Collier brothers. Yes, Homer and Langley Collier, the two were found decomposing in 1947. What you think? Just like the when uh, was that? 19 New York Daily News, yeah, 1947. Yeah. Inside their outrageously cluttered yes. Harlem home, 120 tons of items collected over the decades took investigators. Wow, two weeks, two weeks to uncover the I, second brother's I, body. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> after
0: the first. The was one, found. Oh man, I watched the whole thing of, and the one brother was going to help the other brother, and the shit fell on him and killed him. Good. It was something God. like that.
1: That is ridiculous. It's, uh, it's a lot of stuff. It's hard to imagine. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, are your ceilings even that high?
0: For Christ's sake! I mean, I guess so. Well, a brownstone is nice. Oh, it's mean, I pre-war, yeah. pre-war, so it's nice.
1: <laughs> Two weeks though, uh, friends yeah. desperate to find Scotch. say, "What's fucking seven months here to find this woman?" Yeah, you,
0: YouTube that.
1: If you YouTube call that, your there is a,
0: yeah, there is. They have uh, old timey footage.
1: Oh, did did uh, did Ouija take some photos of yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: And they have the old-time footage of this stuff getting thrown out. I didn't know it was two weeks or three weeks, whatever you just said. And
1: to find the body, yeah. just to find the body. To clear it out, you know, I mean, they basically had to just, they were going to knock it down. Did they knock
0: down that building,
1: or did they not? I don't
0: know if they condemned the I can the
1: building, never remember. Yeah. Well, friends, were they raised more than $5,000 online to pay investigators. That's not a lot of money for a GoFundMe to find a missing woman, is it? Five grand? Oof. Uh, to pay investigators to supplement the NYPD's oh. efforts, but there was no sign of her. You know, maybe if they would've, people would have ponied up just a little yeah. bit more, they might have been able to get to her in time. I mean, she's been dead. If she's been missing seven months, how long of that was she dead, do you think?
0: Why didn't he go to see billions? <laughs> he had billions. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can give you a few bucks for that.
1: She she got along great with her coworkers, was just so talented. You know, she did get along with her fucking neighbors. mean, I, I had no idea she was living in her home like that. It was part of her life. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to go into all the eulogizing that the New York Daily News does because, like, fuck that. It's, uh, you know, we get it. She was a wonderful woman. She just uh, had this uh, little little issue with stuff. Michael Sullivan, distinct pleasure to have you on. I hope you'll come back
0: again soon. Pat, it was a pleasure, my friend. And anytime, any place, anywhere. All right, though. So, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime
1: Report.